Sir Christopher Gilbert, um, a former member of the show, living on the other side of the world now. And uh, should we dig into some international news here, Matt? I think we should. Yeah. Let's a- hit it. After this. Welcome to the International Dispatch from our world citizen. Live from Japan, New Zealand's Chris Gilbert. All right, Sir Christopher. Makes, which, uh, yeah, makes some magic happen, by the way. Give her. I love that. I love that. I'm just going to say thank you. Thank you so much to Medi for like all of your hard work that you do and and making me sound interesting. I like it. <laughs> um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna start off just by telling you a little bit about Christmas here. It's not really international news, um, although I guess that the news angle here would be um, uh, a story I have in front of me from Tokyo, which is ho ho ho, Merry Fried Chicken Sushi appears in Japan, and it's a very silly story about you know some shop which is doing fried chicken sushi. And uh, it's just, you know, fried chicken on rice, pretty much, which is, you know, fine. But the thing is that, uh, would you know that um, chicken and Christmas are synonymous in Japan? They, they eat chicken. They're not just chicken. They eat KFC here at Christmas time. No, no. That's, that's right off the bat. Yeah. Really? Yeah, KFC that's the Christmas. trend, eh? Yeah, it's, well, it's interesting. So I think what happened, I mean, it's very surprising, first of all, because you have to reserve it. So you have to, like the other day, um, I went online to reserve my bucket of KFC. And they they give you a a special Christmas bucket. You get a tiramisu. You get a commemorative KFC Christmas plate. Um, You get eight pieces of chicken. And you might get some shrimp gratin or something else, a little side like that. And you have to go online and you have to reserve it for a time and a date. So I reserved it for 2.45 on Christmas Day. And uh, at, I was lucky because, you know, at the store I booked it, they're all selling out already. Hmm. And then you go and you pick up your specially, your bespoke, your, you know, KFC that's made just for you on that day. And uh, when I tell people this, they're like, oh, that sounds kind of sad, you know, like KFC Christmas. And I'm like, you have, no, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's it's the best KFC you'll ever eat in your entire life. So what 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 happened is that um, you know when Christmas was effectively culturally imported into Japan, and KFC were like, well, you know, there's meat. People in the Western Hemisphere were like, well, the Western Hemisphere and and North America and other places eat turkey and and roasts and stuff on Christmas and you know all kinds of things. Well, we need a we need a Christmas meat. So KFC was like. You know, they got they jumped the gun early and like, we'll be your Christmas meat, Japan. Come eat KFC for us. So smart. Yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it'd be kind of like very the, good too. The Coca Cola, Santa, how it became North America's Santa, kind of very similar. Like they they stepped right in and just created the whole thing. Yes. Yeah. It's it's really interesting actually about how. Um, uh festivals and occasions that are that are not you know um you know like from japan of japan how they become imported here and they kind of uh either grip or they don't so christmas is gripped because uh you know it's now it's what it means is chicken uh maybe a tree uh festive lights uh and cake and presents for kids just for kids but Mm -hmm. also for uh for couples it's a very romantic occasion there's lots of um September babies, uh, you know, c- coming around mm. because uh, oh, Christmas well. Eve is the, yeah, Christmas Eve is the sexy night. So, yeah, it's, it's strange <laughs> how things either grip or don't. Like Easter has no, no presents in Japan at all because nobody gets it. But Christmas, mm. everyone can get behind Christmas. So, 
Yeah, but there's no audio with that. I just wanted to tell you about chicken. I had no idea. I think that's fantastic. I, I really didn't have any idea that that was the case. I mean, it sounds like a good idea. We just got shut down in Alberta, um, so there's no C in your family. So maybe a little uh, KFC might not be a bad idea. KFC all the way, and uh, and you can in you know you uh, can. I know you guys talked about the KFC movie the other night, so maybe get that watching. You know, get that going. Snuggle up with your significant other over a, a barrel of eight pieces, and uh, yeah, have a good time. Nice. Do, 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 do. Anyway, from KFC, let's move on. We're going to go to Austria. This story is um, something I, I wanted to get around to last week, but we never got around to it. There's a town in Austria which is no longer called the word that I can't say which it was formerly called. Does that make sense? Well, it depends no. how you pronounce it. Yeah. So if you pronounce it correctly, you can play a news story about it. If you don't pronounce it correctly and you pronounce it in the, you know, I guess the way we would say it if we read it out loud, you can't play a news story about it. But thankfully, I found a news story about this town in Austria, which has had to finally change its name. So let's listen to that. If you're offended by strong language, you might want to hit the mute button on your remote now. Residents of the Austrian village Fucking will vote later this week on changing its name. Locals, or Fuckingers as they're known, say they're sick of visitors stealing their signs. The mayor said they tried everything to keep the signs from going AWOL, including concrete blocks and special screws. Some residents have resorted to adopting the 16th century spelling to ward off pranksters, but alas, to no avail. Amused tourists continue to descend on the hamlet. This woman is not amused. They hang on the sign, take photos, some even take their clothes off. For us, it's just the village's name, Fucking, and that's it. When you say you're from Fucking, it always gets a laugh at the start, but after a big laugh, it's enough. At least you have something to talk about. The village close to the border with Germany became infamous after World War II when it was a popular detour for off-duty British and American servicemen who were based in nearby Salzburg. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, I can love I, that can I... soldiers thought that was hilarious in World War II and we think oh it's hilarious God. now in 2020. I love how people take their clothes off by the sign. So I did a quick search on this and apparently it's not only just that. Uh, what did, how did you pronounce it, Matt? Uh, Fugin. Okay, so um, it is spelled the same way as our F word with an I-N-G. So I'm going to try. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to swear here. Uh, Fuking. Yes. Uh, there Fuking. is there's another place that is called, it's close by, it's called Unterfuking. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and then Sorry, there's another place. Don't, don't call me off guard. <laughs> There's another place <laughs> that's also close by in Austria that's called Oberfuking. <laughs> the three um, stages. I love it. They, uh, they're obsessed. Okay. Now, it's funny because um, in England, <laughs> only because it's a breadcrumb, right? There's a place in Engel, England that comes up in the same. It's uh, in the hamlet of Dorset, and it's called Shitterton. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Shitterton. All right. Oh, okay. Sorry, Chris. Off you go. Right. No, no. <laughs> I'm funny. I'm really 
happy that you brought those up because I think I can beat even that. Wow. So if we, if we go to uh, my favorite country that I'm not from, Australia, and you zoom in on the map at any point, and so let's zoom in around Adelaide, and let's have a look at what is around Adelaide. We've got Mount Remarkable Blowhole, Cock Hill, Mount Fanny, Rotten Bay, Skimp Dump. Did you bring a grog along? Did you bring your beer <laughs> along? Um, what else? We've got Point Fanny Shag Point, Wiggle Belly Beach, Doodle Doodle Pinnacle, uh, Horny Point, uh, Loin, Loin Lane, lo, lo, Breakneck Creek. Uh, that one is, oh, I can't say that. There's one called um, Cockham Titty Bong Road. Bum Cooler, Breakwind Flat, Fanny Crystal, <laughs> no. Mad Map Gap, Bellhead, Little House, Sandy Knob, Chewy Knob, Dick Knob, uh, Dick Knob Boar, Bum Bubble, Cockburn, Cookie <laughs> Boar. Goes, That's just around Adelaide. All right. Yeah. I'm going to do one more. Oh I'm going to do one more. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Th me. This is in New South Wales. This is on the other side of the country. Um, let's do zoom in around New South Wales. We've got Big Raspberry, Hello Creep, Governor's Knob, Stuttering Dicks Creek, Creeman Creek, Bumble, uh, Blowhard Point, Come By Chance, uh, Giggle Windy Creek, Bingy Grumble Gorge, Iron Knob, Cockabutter Hill, uh, Hungry or Thirsty Gully, uh, Bonus Street, Who'd You Thought It Hill, Kinky Cemetery, uh, P1, Woody. Oh, this is my favorite one. Here we go. All these knobs, uh, Chummy's Knob, Balls Creek, Little Knobby, Big Knobby, Delicate Knobby, Cookadilly Ridge, Cranky George Creek, Booty Booty, and Yes, I Know Rock. Booty Booty! And there's a lot more. Oh, my so, God. Oh. How? I hope, I hope I haven't broken broken the sensor's brain. But wow. th th that's place names. They're place names. Okay. I, I haven't had to hit the button once, so that, that we got all yes. that. Yes. Nice. Wow. Great ears, um, Matty. That is just um, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yep. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you settle a country with criminals. You know, they have foul language in the, the 19th, 18th centuries. True. <sighs> so, let's digest that. <laughs> okay. Move on. I, just, I was just trying to go through it in my brain. Um, that, like, I was literally trying to go through it in my brain and think of, like, okay, which one was your favorite, Shane? And I don't think there is one. I mean, I, I, I like the last one. I got to tell you, the last one was pretty good, too, though. Um, I'll, um, is that the theme song for the uh... yeah. yeah it's national anthem right there, there we go. <laughs> it should be Miss New Booty wonderful um, what I'll do is I'll there's a map that you can buy uh, that has all of these place names on it it's a map of Australia um, Shane I'll, I'll tweet it out I'll tweet the link out later today if sure. you want to yeah just tag uh, tag us uh, the shift Canada and we'll, yeah, uh, we'll I will. And um, yeah, so everyone can enjoy that wonderful product that is uh, next to my homeland. Awesome. Um, let's continue. Um, should we do this? Let's do the Hungarian politician. Um, so the the headline that I wrote for this one is um, Hungarian politician caught fleeing from ecstasy riddle twenty five man six rave, um, oh. which is pretty true um wow yeah yeah let's play uh awesome guy one Matty. this is the start of the story fidesz mep Josef shire has admitted to violating covid19 restrictions by attending what belgian media is calling a sex party <laughs> i like that the the inverted the, the quotation fingers a sex party so yeah. uh, it wasn't wasn't just any sex party let's let's play in this clip 
Police were called to an apartment on Friday night in Brussels after getting a report of potential breaches of coronavirus restrictions. They found 25 people there, mostly men. Shire tried to escape along a roof gutter when police detained him. So before you continue, Chris, on that one, I just want yeah. to bring up a text message that came in that is perfect timing for this. Jasper says, Ooh. imagine somebody turning, tuning in halfway through that. And then as I yes. listen to this, um, this next second story that you've brought to our attention here, I think uh, Jasper, Chris has gone and said, hold my beer. We've got more. So imagine tuning in <laughs> halfway through this story. Okay, sorry. Continue. Uh, just on that note, I'm pretty sure Hold My Beer is a town somewhere in Victoria. But um, yeah, so <laughs> it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't matter um, on its own, right, that it's a 25-man sex party, you know. But the fact is that this particular Hungarian politician belongs to a far-right Christian party, which is very um, anti-gay and anti-LGBTQI plus rights. And um, so I'm just going to read a, a, a little bit of a story here from our own global news. Um, he, he's a Hungarian politician who has defined marriage as between a man and a woman in his country's constitution. So it's in the constitution that, thanks to his party, the MEP, that marriage is apparently between a man and a woman only. And has resigned after police. Uh, now he has resigned after the police caught him fleeing a gay sex party during the coronavirus lockdown. Oh. Yeah. Whammy. Yeah. Yeah. And so it it gets a little bit better than that, too. So it's pretty much just a a big old orgy time. And and this guy, and can I just say, this guy looks like the the right wing. Like, he's got, like, the the, the tight comb over, like, short back and sides and the round spectacles and the long beard. So he really looks like, he really looks the part. And, um, yeah. So let's play the... uh, Actually, the, 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 I think uh, in the news story I edited, they they switch, they cross over to a live reporter, and um, yeah, let, let's listen to a bit of what he has to say. Good evening, Oliver. Indeed, it has been a breakneck speed paced day of news coming out on this story today. <laughs> so I just exactly, I just put that in because I like how like jaunty this. British, Good evening, Oliver. Indeed, you know I haven't seen a Roderick like this since the Essexshire cricket team. You know, like it's just breakneck <laughs> speed. I say, indeed, I got simply outrageous, Oliver. Outrageous. So I just, I just love this jolly English reporting. So many dudes oh, here. So many yeah. dudes. Oh. Yeah. I've never seen so many men with their pants down since I was at Eton. But he really does have something valuable to say. So um, this is the last clip for the story. Earlier in the afternoon, Mr. Shire himself released a statement to say that he was at the party, that he apologizes to his family, to voters, to colleagues uh, for be- attending this party which broke COVID-19 rules. He says that he did indeed have an ecstasy pill on him, but that he was not aware of it and that he believed that it was planted, that it was not his. Yeah. Right. Conve- yeah. Very convenient. Very convenient. Very convenient. It's not it's, my ecstasy. It's not mine. I swear, it's not mine. <laughs> I just, I just... How did that get there? I turned the corner and there was just 25 naked dudes. <laughs> These are also not <laughs> just, my pants. Yeah, officer, I swear, I was just like at a perfectly innocent dinner party with my wife and her friend, and all of these men turned up naked and sort of throwing ecstasy at us. One of them fell in my pocket, and I was running along the rooftop away from you, and my pants fell down, and there's ecstasy everywhere. 
Honestly. <laughs> That's what happened. Believable. <laughs> totally believable. Yeah, and so this guy, um, the the thing that kind of annoys me the most is like, like so, you know, there's nothing really wrong with like doing the act itself, right? Who who cares? You can do what you want in, in the company of 30 or 40 other people. But it, it's the <laughs> fact that he was breaching COVID restrictions um, and that, that the police came around. And the thing is that um, he, he applied for diplomatic immunity, which is, makes my eyes roll to the back of my head. Right. And uh, two other people um, also applied for diplomatic immunity. And so, because he was in Brussels and he's from Hungary, so it mm -hmm. makes you wonder. Makes you wonder who else, you know, who what else was doing a bit of the old rumpy pumpy in Brussels in the middle of the night. Right. All uh, wow. rumpy pumpy. Haven't heard that one in a while. But um, all all I can say is that I would rather just disappoint one person than twenty five people. Right. Right. There's a lot of pressure right? on you there. Way too much there, pressure. There is a lot of pressure there. Confidence like, is key in that situation. Well, I mean, without getting too graphic, but what happens if you, um, you know, if you're if you're a bit of rabbit in the hair there, and you, and you know you cross the finish line, you know, before the rest of the team, yep. you have to just like go go sit in the corner, think about what you've done. Like, I mean, you what happens? You have to get some water. Get a, Tell your wife you you're at another dinner party. How does a thing like that? <laughs> I don't oh, think there's man. that much planning going into it, Chris. I don't think that's that's the thing. Like, but, oh, look at this. I got all this time to kill. I mean, let's go to on Amazon. I don't know. But how does it end? You know, like how do 25 guys just be like, all right, well, good job. You know, well, smack each other that on the butt. Apparently, it, it, it ends with uh, <laughs> good shift. Okay. Good. Um, this, was a, this was a good show, guys. Yeah. I'm, uh, oh, well. I'm glad we made it this far. Thanks, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Thanks Chris. for being here. I really enjoyed working with y'all. Anyway. Who, who uh, knew it would be Chris? A good run? <laughs> Chris, can we squeeze one more story in here before we all get fired? Um, that one's 46 seconds. Um, do we have time for a 46-second piece of audio or not? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay, cool. Uh, so Hitler's back. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> it really is over. <laughs> Well, it was nice knowing you guys. <laughs> what a way to follow it up. Oh, man. Yeah. I yeah, just Hitler's got back. here. I'd like to keep my job for more than two weeks. <laughs> Welcome to hell, Ryan. Yeah, this I is the way it's it. meant to be. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, Hitler's back. It's a Nigerian politician uh, called Adolf Hitler. Uh, Hitler is his middle name. I believe his last name is uh, Un Ununa, Usun Ununa, I think. And he has won election and um, his local election uh, with 85% of the vote. And mm -hmm. uh, he, he pretty much got elected and, and straight away said, I'm not a Nazi. I swear, I'm not a Nazi. Um, so let, let's, um, let's play, let's play the, the story on um, Adolf Hitler. This man probably has the worst name that one could ask for. But Adolf Hitler Unona is not a Nazi. Neither is he German or in any way related to the real Hitler. So, who is Adolf Hitler Unona? He is a newly elected councillor in Namibia. Unona won the election with 85% of the vote and won space in leading international publications across the world. It's a little too late for Adolf Hitler Unona to change his name. He's 54 and he does have a sense of humor about his situation. Speaking to a German newspaper, he said, It doesn't mean that I'm striving for world domination. My father named me after this man. He probably doesn't understand what Adolf Hitler stood for. He probably doesn't. He probably does, I, to be honest. I hope, 
like, I mean, who doesn't know that story? Yeah. 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 I mean, I guess it's really unfortunate, but like, and let's say hypothetically that uh, Mr. Anuna's father was, you know, an admirer of, you know, Hitler. Mm-hmm. Like, how how much do you let your parents, you know, define and own your life? So I mean, that's that's it's a horrible thing to happen to somebody. <laughs> well, and how you far know? do you go before you change your name? You know, there there yeah, well, there is there is like I mean, by English standards, you know, like without knowing any of the the context and what how much people are named in that part of the world, there is like a history of, you know, leaders coming from you know, um, you know, Nigeria and, and South Africa and stuff. Like uh, the the minister of human settlement. Uh, that worked alongside um, Nelson Mandela. His name was Tokyo Sexuale, hmm. and um, of course, he's good luck, Jonathan, and 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 a whole bunch of others. Yeah. But um, I mean, like, yeah. So yeah, the name, the culture of the naming is totally different, right? Like, it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, Chris, thanks for being on the show uh, as always. Um, <laughs> just in case it's the last time. Yeah. Um, I look forward to uh, seeing you soon. I'll be back. <laughs> you can't get rid of me that easy. 